I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everyone and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast this week. I'm David Weeder. This is my gorgeous wife, Lynn Weeder. And you know, this we got to be very specific this week because of the various times and days around the world that our broadcast is seen. You could be watching this on Christmas Day, in which case, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> or, 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 if you're watching it a little bit later, you could be watching it on New Year's Eve. In which case, Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> we, hey, you got to be aware of these things when you're doing television. You cover a whole spectrum of issues. <laughs> so anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It's been a wonderful year for us. If it hasn't been for you, hey, next year's coming, and it will be. You take the things that we're teaching, you take these, all these things, immerse yourself in the Word, speak them out your mouth, put them in your heart, and next year, I guarantee you, it will be better than this year was. Hey, next year's going to be better for us than this year was, and this was a great year for us. It's going to get even better. That's the way <laughs> this is supposed to work. It's gonna and be you just put one foot in front of the other. Put one foot in front <laughs> of the other. Anyway, you do not want to hear me sing, so I'm going to stop right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this, another wonderful, wonderful, joyous time in your word together. We thank you for all of our partners and friends all around this world. We're so grateful for all of the family that you are bringing together with us to get this job accomplished, to get this mission accomplished all throughout this earth, to preach this gospel for a witness to all nations. And then, oh, 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 eternity with you, sir. We are so looking forward to it. It's a wonderful time. This is a wonderful time. Even though there's issues and wars and rumors of war, wars throughout this earth, in the kingdom of God, all oh, things are good. In the household of faith, oh, things are wonderful. And we're grateful for it. We praise you for it. And we give you all the glory for it. If it was not for you, it would not be so. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. Hey, if you don't, you know, hey, grab the coffee, grab the tea, pull up to the table. This is just, you know, in reality, there's a camera on the other side of this table. But in spiritual reality, you're on the other side of this table, and we just get to visit with you, teach the things that we've learned and, and, and grown in, and, and just have fun. <laughs> now, let's... We've been talking about and we'll continue to talk about the word of faith. Uh, as I said before, there's a, I've seen a, a disturbing <laughs> trend uh, throughout a lot of the churches where people who were born and raised up under the word of faith and should know better are kind of drifting away. They think that it's kind of an antiquated message or it doesn't really apply to to here and now in the times in which we live. And that's just not true. I think more of it is just that they don't, what I talked about a couple of times ago about if you do the same things and say the same things time after time, 
it becomes empty. It mm. becomes a religion. Yeah. And so when they got sick saying, by his stripes I'm healed, they didn't go to see which verse to stand on this time. They just did what they were told, what their parents told them to do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't real to them. Yeah, you have to make it your own. Um, it, you know, the Proverbs chapter 4 says to keep it before your eyes. It's not good enough. It's good to memorize Scripture, but it's not good enough <laughs> just to memorize Scripture. You've got you've to put it in your eyes. You've got to put it in your ears. You've got to, how does this apply to me? As you've, heard it, you've heard us say it over and over and over and over again. It doesn't do any good if it doesn't work in, this, in the rotten here and now, you know? And if it's consistently not working, you got to start looking and seeing, why isn't it? Yeah. Because it does work. Mm-hmm. But there are things that we've talked about previously on what makes faith not work. And so if you are one of those people that have been brought up and your parents taught you these things, but it didn't become real to you, maybe go back and look and see. We did, I don't know, 10 weeks on why faith might not be working in your life. It's not that faith doesn't work. It's that it wasn't working for you. And there's some checklists you can go through. Well, it's just like, you know, there's youth all over the, the earth today that want to know well, if the word of God is so good, why isn't it working? Well, this, the most common answer to that is in Hebrews 4. It's not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. It might be mixed in, with faith in your parents, or it might be mixed with faith in Brother Hagen or Brother Copeland or Brother so-and-so or, or Brother Weeder or whatever, but it's got to be mixed with faith in you. And... Faith works by love. Absolutely. And one of the things that we were just reading about in Matthew 24 is the love of many waxes cold. cold. Well, if that love in you is waxing cold, then faith can't work. Or it might eke along because it has a little bit, but you need to have that love of God, the agape love, loving others. That word endurance has got to be, we're going to look at that. It's got to be all the time. It's got to be, it's where you live. It's not something you try, it's how you live. But first of all, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back and establish what we're talking about. He's like, what? I'm just jumping in the middle here. What is he talking about? Well, we're talking about the word of faith. <laughs> what we're talking about. Look over at Romans chapter 10. And uh, this is what Paul's talking about. He says, uh, let's look here. We'll, we'll just pick up in uh, verse 8. The word is nigh you, even in your mouth. That's, a, that's an essential ingredient in the word of faith. It's got to be in your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And we went through this previously, and, and once again, I can't stress it enough. Uh, take advantage of the, the website and our YouTube channel. All, all of our products, with exception of the book, are available absolutely, totally no charge to you, absolutely free. Our partners have have, uh, listened to the Lord and they sow their seed, which we reinvest into you to make all of these things possible, all these teachings possible for you to obtain. You know, Brother Brother Keith Moore says, no costs, no No excuse. excuse. I mean, you've got it at your fingertips, literally. So... Go back and and catch up because one of the things that we talked about, what does he mean, the word of faith which we preach? 
And we, f we found it in the Word where all of the apostles and him learned what they were teaching directly from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when, when Paul talks about later in this very passage, very same passage where he talks about uh, how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. So he interchanges the word gospel with the word of faith. There isn't any other gospel. It's the word of faith. It has to be mixed with faith. And so we saw all of those things. We traced it through the word. We were very detailed about it. And so then we were able to understand and know in Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is talking about the end of days and describing the events in which we live uh, right now, right here in this day, in this time, um, wars and rumors of wars and at the time of this taping there's war going on between Ukraine and, uh, and Russia rumors of war well because of that there's rumors of invasions into Poland and wars with this country and even rumors of this is the beginning of World War 3 those are all rumors of wars talked to Jesus talked about in, uh, in, in Matthew 24 and it talks about uh, famines and pestilences, you know, COVID all over the earth, you know. These are the pinpoint days in which he's talking about. And yet at the end, he starts off saying, don't be afraid. Don't you dare let yourself be afraid. Well, how can that be? He lists all these atrocities. Well, we find the answer here. We've already looked into it uh, to a certain extent in verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Well, we're going to go into this in more detail, but I want to give you a preview. Hold your place there. We're going to be coming right back there. And go over to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. We looked at one aspect of the word endure. We went to Psalm 91 and went over that in quite some detail. But if you look in John... Uh, chapter 8 and verse, well, let's just start in verse 30 and see who he's talking to. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. Okay, so then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. So he's talking to believers. He's, this is who he's talking to here is believers, us. Okay. If you continue in my word, stop right there. Well, no, no, we'll finish mm -hmm. that. Then are you my disciples indeed. <laughs> then you are actually my disciples who are following me if you continue in my word. Well, guess what? That word continue in the Greek is exactly the same word as endure. Continue, abide, live. Now we know what he's talking about. He goes on to talk about it in, in, in verse 14 and this gospel. Well, this word of faith. Well, he just says it again here in John Chapter 8, continue, endure, stay, live, abide, where? In my word of faith. Then you shall know the truth, the word, and the truth, the know, the word, that you know will make you free. And that word free literally means exempt. Exempt from what? Exempt from the evil. He says in chapter 17, just nine chapters later, he says, I pray now that you take him out of the world, but keep him, keep him from the evil in the world. This is how. Continue, endure in the word of faith. 
I just don't see the problem here. <laughs> it's just that simple, cut and dry. A plus B plus C equals victory <laughs> in every area of life. Praise God. So, well, and victory is one of the words that we had seen. Oh, with that's right. Yeah. Salvation. Yeah. Particularly in uh, where it talks about in the end of Psalm 91, that, that mm -hmm. Hebrew word. The uh, Hebrew word means victory. Means victory. And, and of course it does because Jesus. it's Yeshua is literally the Hebrew word translated salvation at the end of Psalm 91. Hey, Jesus is the answer to any problem, any question, any disease, any destruction, any financial tightness, Yeshua, Jesus, the Word Himself is the answer. But you've got to continue in it. You've got to endure in the Word of faith. And then the same shall experience the manifestation of that salvation. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you seeing how all this fits together? Praise God. Now, we have abundantly made it clear that the gospel that Jesus taught to the apostles, to the apostle Paul, this gospel was the word of faith. We saw it laid out. So notice with me, look at this in verse 14. Jesus does not say, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. He says, and this gospel shall be preached to all the world for a witness, as the Passion Translation says, as a demonstration of God. <laughs> this gospel, not any old gospel, this gospel. This gospel of the word of faith shall be preached to all the world as a witness unto all nations. And if you're a partner with us, you're helping us get it done because we're getting it done just as hard and fast in every area that we can figure out how to do. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. This gospel, this word of faith is what Jesus preached. And as a confirming witness, you notice that says, for a witness. All right. Turn over to... Hebrews chapter 11. I know you're already there, but I, I want to read this. Read I want to read this one. <laughs> this is the definition of faith. Hebrews <laughs> chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is. <laughs> faith is now. It's right now. Now Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The literal translation of that is the, the witness, as a, for a witness of things not seen. This gospel shall be preached for a witness. The word of faith. Now faith is as a witness. You know, I made it through a lot of broadcasts without getting up and running around <laughs> this place. <clears throat> Man, the word of faith, this gospel, shall be preached for a witness. Now that, 
We've talked, we've talked about this. We've touched on it several times. Now, that's where a lot of people are falling short. They're not seeing the witness. They're not, it's particularly this generation, they're not seeing the evidence because their parents now are the generation that began, well, you know, that's what they said. That's what they said. It can't be what they said. It has to be what God said to you. Well, and we've seen so many people who are part of the Word of Faith churches and Word of Faith movement that have been just as scared as everybody else mm -hmm. on social media going, oh my gosh, this stuff is happening. It's horrible. The end is coming. Well, instead of, look, this is happening. All of these really <laughs> the bad things, coming. the end is coming. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. They've said it in panic. We have not been a good witness. And this is, this is why we have, that the Lord, at the Lord's very specific instruction, we have spent all year teaching on and unwrapping and unmasking fear because it has been, I, I've never, I never thought in, in all of my days, <laughs> I never thought I would see fear in the body of Christ. Okay, yeah, maybe in the body of Christ, but not in the word of faith because that was um, one of the hallmarks of the word of faith teaching that I learned was fear not. Right. I mean, in one form or another, whether directly fear not or implied, inferred, and whatever, over 360 times in the Word of God, it says, fear not. You would think that would be enough to get it across. But just the other day, I had to pray with somebody who is in a Word of Faith church that actually teaches the Word of Faith mm -hmm. and is actually, I know they listen to our broadcast as well. I, I had to pray with them because they found out that somebody they were close to had been close to somebody who had been diagnosed with COVID. Not somebody that they were close to, somebody that they were close to that had been close to somebody. That is ludicrous. In light of Psalm 91 or most any other <laughs> scripture in the Word, the only way that that can be possible in someone's life is if they exalt COVID higher than they exalt the word of God because of either just outright fear, they don't have any physical evidence, or perhaps physical evidence because someone that they know that was close to them had passed from COVID. But either one of those is still elevating that higher than the scriptures that tell you that you're healed and protected from plagues and diseases. Mm -hmm. These things should not be. And that's the kind of thing that we're talking about, talking and teaching and maybe even preaching word of faith without believing it, without a demonstration of it in your own life. That's why it's important who you listen to and who you learn from. Well, and then on the financial side, you have, oh my gosh, the gas prices, the food prices. And I mean, I am aware that our grocery bill <laughs> has not quite doubled, but like the price of eggs. What I am now paying for 18 eggs is almost double what is, it was a, just a couple of years ago. Is it? But I'm aware of that. I see it as part of these end time things coming true, but I just thank God that we have the money to feed our family. We have the resources to get food to other people who mm -hmm. are struggling. 
we that's part of that prosperity is we can reach out a helping hand. We can help those people. And yeah. then say, okay, now here's how to believe for it. And one of the reasons that we do have to reach out to other people is because we reached out to people when we really didn't have it to give. <laughs> we gave it anyway. Yeah. You know? And seed time, be not, don't be mocked. <laughs> seed time and harvest does work, positive and negative. If you're stingy, people will be stingy towards you. If you're liberal and giving, people will be liberal and giving towards you. And everybody wins. God does not, don't be deceived. <laughs> you, can't, you can't give. If you're giving in faith at the Lord's instruction, you're not giving anything away. You're sowing into, and he will make sure a harvest comes your way. He makes sure everybody wins. In a situation, and now we're at the place where we give. Oh my goodness! Just off the top of my head, I can think of several different people that we've given groceries and food to just this week. Well, and it's one of those things that really did start with our kids knew if some one of their friends wasn't getting enough food at home, they could bring them to our dinner. Absolutely, I would figure out how to make the resources spread, and part of that was that okay, God. This is what I had planned. It was just enough for our family. What can I do to make it go farther? Mm -hmm. And most of the time he would give me something simple that would help it. And there you go. Because I prayed about how to use our resources to bless these others. Mm -hmm. um, look over and <clears throat> uh, look up. Revelation 19, 13, and get ready to read okay. that. I want to go back to John chapter 17. Now that we know that when Jesus is talking about the word, he's talking about the word of faith. Um, I, want to, I want to read a passage of scripture that way, substituting word of faith where it says word, just to impact, just, just to, to impact your thinking and your mind. Um, it, it is the word of faith. We know that's what Jesus taught. And so just to impact that, I'm going to read this passage of Scripture to you. Um, and then we're going to interject something in the middle here. I want to mm. look at John chapter 17, verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me. Now this is the prayer right before Jesus went to the cross. Glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou hast given me out of the world. Okay, now down through this passage, it goes back and forth. Jesus talks about the word and the name. But for, for purposes of studying this side of the mountain right now, I want to draw your attention to, to Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. That's his name. So we have scriptural interpretation where in, in this case, just to bring it home and impact us, I'm going to substitute the name with the word. I have manifested thy word of faith unto the men which thou hast given me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them to me, and they have kept thy word of faith. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words of faith which thou gave to me, and they have received them. And I have known surely that I came out of thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but I pray for them which you have given me. For they are thine, and all of mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. 
And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep thine own word of faith. Keep thy name, though in thy name, those whom thou hast given unto me, that they may be one, even as we are one. I have kept them in thy word of faith, that the scriptures... Oh, and now I come to thee, and these things, verse 13, these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy (laughs) fulfilled in themselves, and I'm smooth out of time. (sighs) These things just go by so fast. But don't go anywhere, because I want you to listen to this, and then we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Weeder, and uh, you just heard an amazing message today a message of faith, a message of the, the gospel, Jesus. And uh, we wanted to give an opportunity for you today that if you feel it on your heart to, to give, to do so. I'll open your Bibles with me here today in, uh, to the book of Philippians in chapter 4. We'll be starting in verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's what happens when you give. When you give to the gospel, it is a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. As it says here, it's at the very beginning, it's the sharing and the spreading of the gospel, touching lives, touching hearts, just being a blessing and sharing the good news of Jesus to others. And in response, God provides. It's seed time and harvest, giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. And today we want to give you that opportunity in doing so, in giving and donating to the spread of the gospel here, the spread of the word, teaching faith and blessings. And in response, God has abundance abounding toward you, supplying all your need. And again, it is that sweet smelling aroma. It is sharing the gospel. And we want to thank you for doing so for giving, for donating, touching lives through this donation and this offering. And we do appreciate it. We thank you for it. And say it with me, Jesus is Lord. Now that we've talked about some of these things, laid some foundations, and we talked about sowing and sowing food and things like that today, I want to look at Galatians chapter 6, and I want to draw your attention to something. Um, Galatians chapter 6 in verse 6, let him that is taught in the word communicate or partner unto those the things, unto him that teaches in all good things. Well, that's what we do. That's what we're called to do is teach the good things of the gospel. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I want to remind you of John 6, 63. My words are spirit and they are truth. So when you sow into the word and the teaching of the word, you are sowing into the spirit 
And verse 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, but especially unto those who are of the household of faith. We're back to the word and faith. And when you sow into the word and faith, you can rest assured God's not mocked. Your harvest is secure. Praise God. Well, hey, it's been a wonderful, wonderful year. Happy New Year. And until next year, <laughs> remember, God loves you. We love you. And Jesus, Jesus is, is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.